welcome to the 45th episode of Let's Conquer Books. Steve Jobs in his biography by Walter Isaacson said, Remembering that you're going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You're already naked. There's no reason not to follow your heart. In this episode, I talk about a quote by Warren Buffett that reveals the power of a daily reading habit, building your knowledge, and being the few that uses the compound effect. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Alexander the Great Reader, and this is a podcast where we read, study lessons, and build our inner power because the next level will not tolerate cowards. Warren Buffett, we all know him, one of the richest men in the world, a great investor, part, a partner at Berkshire and Hathaway. Recently, I read a quote by him and inspired this episode. So somebody once asked Warren Buffett about his secret to success. Buffett pointed to a stack of books and said, read 500 pages like this every day. That's how knowledge works. It builds up like compound interest. All you can, all you can do it, but I guarantee not many of you will. Now that's wisdom right there. So I'm going to break down this quote. This is what the episode is about. I'm breaking it into three different sec- sections. The first part of the quote is, read 500 pages like this every day. This is about making reading a daily habit. That's how I interpret it. I have a daily routine. My daily routine is one hour of physical books that I'm reading. I use a timer. I use my phone. I just keep adding it. Sometimes I read in the sauna for 20 minutes. I like to be in there. Then I'll go walking outside or on the treadmill for another 30, have 50 minutes there, and then at home for 10 minutes. There's downtimes. When my son is watching a movie, I just grab a book and sit next to him because he likes me to be next to him. Just keep adding to that reading time, waiting somewhere. I also like to add one hour of audiobooks, listening to audiobooks every day. And I do this while driving. That's a good time. It's transitional times. Dead times, running. I like to run. I try to run at least five to six days a week. That adds to the audiobooks one hour time. While I'm washing dishes is another time that I add. I probably read more than an hour a day on audiobooks or listen to. And I have found that those tedious things like folding clothes, I was recently pulling lights on my roof. It doesn't bother me anymore because it's a time that I can do those things that need to be done in the house, and add to the reading time. Books that help build a routine. I'm going to reference, I'm going to give you examples that books have helped me build my routine. The first book is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, I think his name is. What I learned from that is the habit formula. And the formula goes, there's a cue. There's something that cues you to start reading. My cue usually is I need an hour of reading time, so I need to get on it. I need 14,000 steps a day, so I need to get on it. So I read what I walk. My cue is driving. I'm already putting on the headphones. So I have a lot of cues around reading. But I learned this because the cue leads you to the routine. And my routine is a daily reading habit. 
And then my reward is the knowledge that I'm building, the experiences I'm listening about, the empathy is creating, the gratefulness is creating, the knowledge I'm building, the conversations I'm able to listen to on podcasts and keep up and understand, other books that are referencing other books where I'm putting things together. That's my reward. Another book is The War of Art and Do the Work. Both are by Stephen Pressfield. They, the, art, the War of Art helped me understand that resist, resistance is a real thing. It's a real thing. Every day there's something that's resisting me to do what I need to do. There's resistance from me getting my hour reading goal. There's resistance for me running. There's resistance for me doing my homework because I'm in college. There's resistance for me to go and do my laundry. There's resistance. There's always resistance. Resistance to do this actual podcast. Sit down and produce it. And the other part of the other book is Stephen Pressfield's Do the Work. And that is how to overcome resistance by doing the work. Doing the work has already gotten you over that resistance. Once you're in the work, you have overcome that resistance, and then loving to do that work also helps for the habit. Because I consider my daily reading habit as doing work. It's like a daily thing I need to do. I need to get that hour in. I need to get the audiobooks in. The third book I recommend is Automatic Habits by James Clear. What I learned from this one was habit stacking. So I have my habits stacked, my habit of getting 14,000 steps, my habit of reading, they're stacked together. My habit of washing dishes is, is, is stacked with reading books. So you're stacking those habits and starting small. He's, he has good strategies on starting small and he has a good science and theory behind why it's important to start small. I'm running right now. I'm not trying to, I, my ultimate goal is to run a marathon, but right now I'm just running 20 minutes and improving my mile time. And then I'll add another minute to my running time, another minute, another minute, another minute. And I, it's incremental. I'm not going to, I'll get there. I'm enjoying the process. Second takeaway from the quote or the second part is that's how knowledge works. It builds up like compound interest. Profound. This is about tapping into the compound effect. I have done that. I believe in the compound effect. I have known and experienced the powers of compound effect. Three years of seriously reading books, taking it serious. And my results of that compounding of three years, first year, 2016, 56 books. 2017, 105 books. 2018, over 200 books. Right now, I'm 100, 199. Today is December 5th, and I'm going to get over 200 easily. That's compound effect. Also, there's a compound effect on the style I'm reading. I'm reading novels. This year, I read The Row by Carmack McCarthy, a great novel. I also read Kite Runner by Khalid Hussani. I'm starting to read novels. That's the compound effect. I'm moving forward on my knowledge. Reading big books like Steve Jobs, Walter Isaacson. A book that size used to intimidate me, but I'm, I'm moving along. There's going to be effects, compounding effects. My big, the books are actually getting bigger. There's also Enlightenment Now by Steven Pinker, another great book. 
that's like a 700-page book. I loved it. It's a great book. I've been reading graphic novels. I'm switching genres. I've read seven out of 18 books that is in the series of the Infinity Gauntlet. I love it. And my understanding, my little understanding of psychology, of mythology, of the human psyche, of mindsets, of the human ethos, all those things are displayed beautifully in comics. I understand now why people love comics. I'm also reading classics like Night by Ellie Weisel. Great book. It's about the concentration camp, a real-life experience from the eyes of a, a child, a child that was having great life and was then led into that. The Stranger by Albert Camus, another classic. And this was like living in the mind of a psychopath or a sociopath and actually having empathy for him and understanding and seeing how it must be difficult to have that type of mind. Now, a good book on this compounding interest concept and how you can use it, because it's a financial industry finance type term where you invest and you reinvest the interest. You're never taking money. You're just allowing the money to make money to make money. It just keeps compounding. A book by Darren Hardy, Compound Effect, gives a good example on how to use that power. Things I learned are is consistency is the ultimate key to success. So just like in finance, the consistently putting in the $20 a month or whatever your amount is, and then that's going to help you tap into compounding interest. Same thing with the habits. That daily, you know, putting into that habit, it's going to compound. I already told you about my effects. The compound effect is a strategy of reaping huge rewards from small, seemingly insignificant actions. Just reading a novel, then reading another one, another one. Let's say after 300 novels, what can happen to my mind? What can happen to where my life leads just because I'm reading so much novels? The last one is small choices plus consistency plus time equals significant results. I got that from the book. So the daily habit over time creates the like Warren Buffett results. Warren Buffett results are not guaranteed, but it's like that. It's just not real. Like 205 books, that's not real. You know, that's not something you commonly hear. But that's the power of compound effect and adding habits to it and being consistent and you know being in there that time that needs to be time because time is an aspect of compounding interest and compound effect. You have to put the time and making small course corrections result in exactly zero applause. So your daily habit, nobody's going to be like, wow, you're reading an hour a day, or wow, you're reading five minutes. Nobody's going to applaud you. Nobody, you're, people are going to be like, oh, you've been reading for three years now, and your life doesn't look any bit better. But just give it time and be consistent. And you're going to see, like, I'm doing an experiment on myself, to be honest. I want to see how far this can go of me reading and reading and reading and reading. And then 20 years looking back and saying, wow, that was amazing. That was a great investment I did. That was a great decision I made to just be this reader, outlier reader. The third takeaway is all you can, all you can do it, but I guarantee not many of you will. That is truth right there. All you can do it, but I guarantee not many of you will. 
I believe that about reading books. I feel that everybody can read 200 books a year easily, but not many of you will do it. I understand people have time issues. They have issues with reading that they can't read. They get they have attention deficit. I understand, but I still think you could do it. You have attention deficit, listen to audiobooks. If you, or if you don't have time, listen to audiobooks, and you can listen to them three times faster. A book that would take you, you know, 30 hours, you can listen to it in 10 hours. So there, there's an answer to everything. I like a concept called everything is my fault. I believe that. If you truly, truly go into the intricacy of what is happening to you, you can find something where you did something wrong and then blame it on yourself because you take responsibility. You don't blame others and now you're in control because it's your fault. So you, you can fix it. So my story, you know, I'm a high school dropout. I hated reading. I hated school. I always said school is not for me. That's what I told my parents. It's not for me. Not for me. Teachers used to tell my parents, like, this kid's smart. He has a lot of potential. He's just hanging out with the wrong people. And I became a product of my environment, sold drugs, got a home invasion. Just things were good when I was in that world, in that mindset. But it's okay. I take ownership. It was my fault. I made those decisions. I'm not going to blame my parents. I'm not going to blame the city I lived in. I'm not going to blame the teachers. I'm not going to blame the friends that led me astray. No, it's all my fault, and I'm taking ownership, extreme ownership. Another great book. So I didn't start reading until I was starting my journey of transformation, when I was truly inside saying, I need to change. This this is not something. I, I haven't become what I've become. I started to understand the foolishness of my thinking, and books was like, Something to reprogram me, reorient me, redirect me in the path that I was wanting to go. But there's always course correction. That's why a plane never just goes one straight way. It's always course correcting. And I wish that I was doing this since I was young. But I didn't. I wish I was reading this much since I was young. I think my life would have been different if I was a book reader since I was a little kid. I truly believe that. Now, this whole concept of everybody could do it, and if you do it, it's, it's in a lot of areas of our life. Exercise is an example. Everybody can do exercise, but few people do it, including me. I should be doing more. I do a little, but I could be doing more, and there was a time that I was really dedicated to it. So everyone can you know, at least run. You can go out and run once or twice a week. You don't have to run for an hour, run for 10 minutes. Everyone can go and sign up to a gym, go on YouTube videos and find out workouts and blogs. And, you know, you can do that. You can swim. Gyms have pools. Some people live in apartment complexes that have pools. You can play a sport if you like sports. So everyone can exercise. And the results you get are great. You know, like just like compound interest, well, just like Warren Buffett of investing and reinvesting and he has all this money because that's how he's compound. He's tapping into compound interest. You can get also great results in compounding your efforts, your daily efforts and exercising. You're going to live longer. You're going to have more energy. You're going to look great. You're going to have a, a body that looks like, wow, that, look, that guy exercises. 
And few people do it. People who do it daily, devote their lives to it, basically. That is one of their daily aspects that they take serious, you know. They're sought out for help. They're personal trainers. They're ones developing supplements, developing new workout routines, developing new exercises, coaching people. They're looked up to. People in society look at people who exercise and they look fit and can do climb ropes and climb rock climbing and just they look like wow or can play basketball really good or sports really good. They're always looked up to. Savings another area that people can all do. We can all save money, but few people do it. You know, live below your means. If you, if, you, if you live below your means, you can save money. You can eat out less. That's a great way to save money. Just eat out less. You're overpaying. Every time you eat, you're paying over because you're paying the restaurant's overhead, their expenses. See, I, I'm an accounting major, and I understand that they have a profit. It's cost plus profit. There's a profit margin, how much they want to make from profit, and they're adding all the costs to your food, and you're paying for all that. At home, you're paying for cost too. Through the grocery, but you're limited there. And at home, there you go. There's your cost. It costs your time. So sometimes time is more valuable in some cases. But if you're trying to save and that's your real goal, then eat out less. Uh, Don't keep up with the Joneses. Don't try to get the new shoes, the new clothes. Don't try to get the new car. Don't try to have a haircut, fresh haircut every day, every week. You know, cut cut corners to save because that's your ultimate goal. It's a long-term thing. And you're going to get great, great results if you're someone who does that. You retire financially free. You're not dependent on Social Security or dependent on your kids or dependent on an uncle, people helping you financially. You have money to invest. Now you have this savings that you can either put in real estate or hedge funds and funds. And people who have a good amount of savings, they're, they're investing that money. And that money's making them money. And you will be a lender, not a borrower. Someone who saves, you're on the opposite of the spectrum where people are coming to you. Hey, man, I know you're a saver. Can I borrow some money? I, I lived in that situation, and it sucks because you're like, damn it, I don't save money so to, to help people out. But, you know, if it's family and their need, what can you do? But I'd rather be in that position. I, I'd rather be in the position of I have to lend you money than going to you to ask you to borrow. That's a better position in my mind. And that's the position I try to always be in. So food people do it. And the people who do it, again, just like the exercise people, <clears throat> just like um, anybody who does something that few people do. They're sought after for help. They're financial advisors. They're people investing other people's money. They're people showing them how to save. They're looked up to like, wow, look at this guy. He's investing so much money. Wow, look at all he knows about saving. Eating healthy is another one. Everyone can do it. You can eat less processed foods. You can eat less. Your portion sizes. You can eat out less. You can eat more greens. You can... Eat less candy, desserts, and fried foods. You know, there's a lot you can do to eat healthy. A few people do it. And you'll get results. You get less diseases, less viruses. You have more energy. You'll live longer. And few people do it. So you're going to be looked up to. People are going to look up to you that you have this willpower and self-control that you're at a place eating where, like, say, Thanksgiving, you're making these wise choices, you know, of just eating the turkey and the uh, 
and some greens and you know you're making these wide decisions people look up to you like, oh, i wish i could be like that and you're sought for help hey man how do you do it or you become a dietitian or you become someone on instagram who helps people through the information you're providing so there you have it the action for this episode is start or improve your daily reading habit but you can do it in other things you you have in your life it doesn't have to just be as your daily reading habit have a daily reading habit and exercise or eat healthy or start saving uh, start or continue to build knowledge through books like compound interest so start that journey or improve on it start reading different genres and in industry uh, genres and different topics <clears throat> be the few don't be the many that are not going to do it be the few that are going to do it tap into that compound interest and I want to thank you, the listener. Over 5,200 plays and downloads. I want to thank you. It's encouraging for me that people are listening. The reading challenges, I, like I said, I'm at 199 books out of 200. And let's connect on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I spend a lot of my time on Instagram. And if you know anyone who is a publisher, a writer, an author, librarian, just a person who loves reading lots of books and lives the daily reading of books life. Tell them to come on to the Let's Conquer Books podcast and let's connect. Catch you on the next one. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or any other podcasting platform so you don't miss the next episode where I talk about being smart is not enough. You need empathy.